1: So it is night two of The Draft on WWE TV, so I decided to go and draft my mother. Yeah, hi, mum. Simon. Simon, for goodness sake. Your son. Your second-born. Listen, I just wanted to let you know, I talked to World Wrestling Entertainment and you're being drafted to smack her down. She hung up. And I can totally understand that because she's always been more of a fan of Raw. And speaking about WWE's Monday Night Show, they did just put another one in the books. So I took this, the finger of power, and I was like, if I like something, we say up. If I don't like something, we say down. My word is final, as I am the king of wrestling reviews. I don't even know what that means. Although I do have a crown. Although I understand how royalty does it. It's really hard to balance on my head. Admittedly, is very big. Anyway, the first thing we did do on this week's episode of Raw was remind you about everything that had happened on SmackDown with the draft and say now that Roman Reigns is staying on Friday nights, the brand new WWE World Heavyweight Championship will be a Raw exclusive belt. Everyone was like, yes, Triple H, we know this. It was kind of obvious. Brock Lesnar is also going to remain a free agent because he had renegotiated his deal today. And I'm like, who the hell is allowing these things to be signed you can just walk into a room and get whatever you want and it made every other superstar look like an absolute goober why didn't they do the same otherwise all of this was kind of expected in the sense rhea ripley is going to stay on raw because of course we need a champion after bianca belair had gone to smackdown and austin theory is going to smackdown because gunther who is the intercontinental champion has come to raw and those two have the midcard titles seth Rollins is also going to be a raw guy and as for charlotte flair She is going to Friday. So cool, whatever, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but this is actually 2 plus 2 equals 4. There's no potatoes hanging around. You're now saying to yourself, did he just say potato? You must be new. and You've made a terrible mistake watching because there's no going back. The game then introduced Paul Heyman, who had just been drafted to SmackDown. (laughs) And I know that WWE said that none of this comes into effect or after Backlash. I was still like, come on, man. Why can't you help yourself? And do you know what they did straight away? They looked at the new title and were like, ooh, look how pretty it is. I was like, man, wrestling is strange. Heyman was, of course, mad that the Usos hadn't won the tag team champions on SmackDown. But we're going to deal with that, especially because when we get to the Premium live event this weekend, Jimmy and Jake can redeem themselves because they're in that big old six-man tag match. And I tell you what I think going to happen. I think Sola Sokoa is gonna turn on his cousins. Paul then said that Roman Reigns wasn't eligible to win this brand new championship because he is on SmackDown. I was like, didn't they say last week that it was gonna be a tournament across both Raw and SmackDown? So I have no idea what is going on. and more important than all of this, we should absolutely give that championship to the head of the table. Sometimes you just wanna watch the world burn. Paul also started to say stuff like fricking just as fricking clowns, fricking idiots in the back. And basically, because that is Seth Rollins' nickname, Out came Seth Rollins, and I actually thought this was very smart, because he was allowed to get on a microphone and go, oh, well, surprise, surprise, Roman is running away again, because don't forget, he may have defeated lots of people, but he never beat me, because when we had our match at the Royal Rumble, it ended in a DQ. Now, this is why Seth should become the brand new world heavyweight champion, because he can walk around saying, well, it's not a consolation prize. I would have beaten the Tribal Chief, but nobody actually let me do it. It's true. From nowhere, Paul Heyman was just on the phone, which actually is rude. So, of course, Seth Rollins got the crowd to start going, Whoa, ho, ho. Apparently, on the other end of the line was Roman, and he was getting super duper mad. because yeah, the two couldn't hear each other because of the word. You get it. This is when Seth decided he was going to twonk Heyman. So, of course, out came Solo Sokoa, who is the protection. and Basically, this was setting up Seth Rollins versus Solo for our main event and I accessed my brain, I was like, yeah, that's something I want to see. Because I keep saying, if we do have brand new matches, just give them to me. I could be dead tomorrow. I don't want to stand on ceremony anymore, Mr. Wayne. That's why all of this was very, very long. I am going to give it an up. At least it set the stage. Adam Pierce then greeted Cody Rhodes, who had arrived at Raw, and basically acted like he was a dad. Because Brock is here too, and he just wants everybody to play nice. I was like, Adam, have you not watched this show? There's no way that is going to happen. And in fact, if I was going to guess, I would say we're going to have a big old brawl. I was right. We went straight into the women's tag team title stuff after this. The Flub knows what's going on here. But it was the champions Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan taking on Damage Control and Damage Control won. Now, this was the Kai and Bailey too, so here's what I think has happened. Shayla Baszler and Ronda Rousey were meant to win these titles. Then Ronda Rousey got injured, so that's all been put on hold. In the meantime, WWE has gone, well, we've got to do something. So we have now postponed the damage control breakup, and eventually, given they won this match because it was non-title, they will lose the title match, and then they can break up. What? So, of course, Morgan had this one after she hit the oblivion, but by that point, Bailey had blind-tagged herself in. Which she used the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up, and she got the 1-2-3. So don't you tell me it's not devastating. Also, don't tell me this isn't WWE's favourite finish. It is. So bring down the counter, because of course it goes up by one across all of WWE and AEW. Pro wrestling. (laughs) Absolutely obsessed with this. And yeah, maybe we do this at Backlash, which is in a few days. I don't know. I think all I really care about is that the championships are on TV. These women's titles vanish faster than my hair. But up was aight. Adam Pierce then found Lesnar and gave him the same daddy message that he gave Cody earlier. And Brock just went, ha 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 ha, I don't care about that, because he must watch the show, even though before he's told us that he doesn't, when Booker T and Charmel was here. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I remembered it was a draft. Because yes, we needed to shift some more ass, and interestingly, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are staying on Raw. So now I have no idea what's happening with the tag titles. But given that the next pick was The Usos going to SmackDown, meaning the bloodline is still together, I have a feeling that we may be about to get Raw tag team titles and SmackDown tag team titles. do I want that? Talk to my finger? No. No, I don't. The judgement day are also staying on Raw, and of course that was Finn Balor, Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio, and this made me so damn pleased in my tum tum, because of course it means Rhea Ripley had already been drafted on Monday nights, and they can stay together, and they should be together forever. You do have to balance your books when it comes to multi-people shifts. So the L.W.O. headed by Rey Mysterio are gonna smack down. So this gets it up because of the judgement day. I was having sleepless nights about this. Like, oh, please, please don't break them up. So I'm a very, very strange chap. So, yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus Alpha Academy were next. I have no idea why. But it only went two minutes. And the interesting twist is that Maxine Dupree was out with Chad Gable and Otis. Although, because she was here, I guess he was Otis. So he is two characters in one. But yeah, look, eventually Ricochet did just hit the scent off off Strowman's shoulders. I think Braun at one point went raw because that's what he likes to do. One, two, three. Now, this was fun, so I am going to give it an up. But I'm just sick and tired of seeing the Alpha Academy lose. A few weeks ago, they were getting cheers from nowhere, because people were like, oh my gosh, Otis and Gable are so good. I think sometimes we need to capitalize on this and do weird things with our hands. So yeah. Being a nerd here, that part's getting it down. We then saw that Anna Pierce and Shawn Michaels were going to act as representatives as Raw and SmackDown as the draft continued, and we got this video for Damien Priest versus Bad Boney, which is actually happening this weekend. I'm starting to think that the naughty rabbit is going to win. lally. It also meant that HBK and Pierce could get back to business, where Brock Lesnar decided, "Nope, I'm interrupting here." everybody freaked out. Interestingly, Brock wanted to know how happy they were to see a real cowboy. I was like, there it is. The weirdest thing Lesnar had ever said. This is when all of a sudden Cody Rhodes attacked him from behind. And he thumped him so hard... Lesnar actually fell to the floor, I was like, here we go. Before this, Pierce had sent a bunch of security guards to the ring as well. The beast was like shrug emoji, I don't care about them. But given that they were out, of course, they stopped this fight from continuing. And the whole time, Cody was shouting, oh yeah, make me earn it. Now, that doesn't make any sense. But this American Nightmare man, he can just have things come out of his mouth. And you're like, it's the most profound thing I've ever heard. This absolutely worked, and I cannot wait for this match. And you put a gun to my head and said, Simon, who's going to win? I would have my brains splatter all over the floor. said so That's meant to be a family show, but I would do. I cannot call it. That's when wrestling is at its best.
0: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get ten percent off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p dot slash whatculture.
1: When the draft got going again almost like Raw is a three-hour show and sometimes we need distractions. But Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan are staying on Raw, so once again who the hell knows what's happening with the tag titles. Whereas Oscar is gonna SmackDown. The New Day are on Raw and The Brawling Brutes are also on Fridays. Which was kinda sad, I was like, well, there it is. Seamus' intercontinental title dream is dead. So Guthrie is on Mondays. We we're also then in the back with Kevin Owen, Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle. Cause Riddle was all like, uh, oh, bruh, I'm so happy that you guys are staying on Raw. Cause now we can hang out all the time. You can just imagine Kevin Owens' face here. Like, oh, great. Gotta hang out with this dude. I love him. It was also well-timed because it did lead into Riddle versus Jimmy Uso. Thought it was good. Now, everybody was out here, so Jay Uso was casting distractions straight away when the good guys went, you know, we're not idiots and we know how to get rid of you. So Sami Zayn and Owens pulled the Eddie Guerrero spot, Owens fell on the floor, they threw a chair at Jay and said, uh, Excuse me referee, have you seen what's happened here? So the official said, yeah, sorry Jay, you've got to get to the back. Now, is this ridiculous because an official can't call things they don't see? Yes it is, but was it goofy wrestling for life? You bet your ass. Timmy still had ideas here though, because he looked at Timmy the Turnbuckle and exposed the still beneath. This is when Sammy was on the ring apron saying, Referee, you're doing a terrible job. Why can't you see this? Turns out our heroes don't care anymore either because this serves as another distraction. So Kevin grabbed Jimmy's head. He slammed it into this steel, And Matt Riddle went, oh yeah, brilliant. He hit the floating bro and they won. Now this was great because not only does it tie into the bloodline story, sometimes the people were meant to cheer for well, they should be outsmarting the idiots. It also gives us compelling stories all around, because how the hell is Roman Reigns going to react to this? I tell you, gonna stab the Usos in the face, give it a nap. Quick video package for Io Sky after this, because again, she is going after the Raw or SmackDown, whatever the hell it is, Women's Championship at Backlash, when Eric Bischoff and RVD with the people announcing the next round of drafts. Rick Boogs and Elias all went Rob Van Dam together. It was totally surreal. I'd worry that somebody had injected drugs into my face. Before that, though, Jay Uso did find Paul Heyman, and he was like, "Look, Solo Sokoa is right here. I can see him. He's not the Invisible Man. Why the flood was he not out there for our match?" And of course, Heyman was like, "He has a different mission this evening. Sorry, pal." So again, if you think everything is all good in the bloodline, you're totally incorrect. I've also started to think that maybe, just maybe, all of this has been designed so that we turn the Usos into some baby faces. Because even though Jay has been an absolute dick for months, I just have so much sympathy for him. So you've got to give it to WWE. This is a great story with so many damn layers, like onions. I'm giving it an up. When we had more draft stuff. Okay. Because Triss is on Raw, even though like Brock Lesnar, she probably should have been a free agent. Whereas Karrion Cross and Scarlett are going to SmackDown, which means this tease feud between him and Shinsuke Nakamura must be over. Tarot cards didn't tell us that, did they? Ronda and Shane are also going to Raw, whereas LA Knight, yeah, is still going to be on SmackDowns, which I liked. And I am giving this a down, just because this Gary and Cross Shinsuke Nakamura thing is ridiculous. Now, WW will somehow prove me wrong, and they will have a fight. What's it going to be? Like a five minute thing? And <laughs> we forget about it? Absolutely ridiculous. And what happened next does tie into this as well because it was Ms. TV, his guest was Shinsuke, and after they had argued, oh man, we should both be the new world heavyweight champion. Shinsuke told The Miz that he had a cool catchphrase for him in Japanese, which was, The Miz has tiny balls. Now, I'm absolutely sick of this. I don't care if The Miz does have small testicles. Do you think that's his fault? No, it's not. He didn't pop out the womb and someone said, Oh, what size balls would you like? And The Miz said, I want really small ones. though. No. if that's the case, he has to live with that, and maybe we should be nicer to him. But yeah, again, ties into what I just said. Feels like Nakamura versus The Miz. It's now our feud. The Ghost Show. If you're gonna to go to Scarlet and Carrion because you want your cards red, don't trust them, it's baloney. And then Otis just smashed some dude that I think was called Anthony Alanis. I don't know, good thing. It couldn't have gone more than a minute and it was a proper squash. But here's the thing when it comes to Omos, it is good that he's a free agent because he should be treated like a special attraction, but also too, we should be turning him babyface. Cause go and watch him in any kind of interview. This is such a nice man. Plus he's into a bunch of nice things like anime. If you could bundle all that up and package it in a character, you could have the traditional gentle giant and he can still kick ass in the ring But he has so much to his personality, and we're hiding it. That's nuts. I also think it will work far better than just being Angry Person 9. So yeah, as you can tell, I am an Omar Sapien. Didn't pronounce that right at all. I like the guy. That's why I'm giving him it up. We then got reminded the World Title Tournament will culminate at Night of Champions. And again, give it to Seth Rollins. When Molly Holly was here, helping out with the draft. I like Molly. She's really nice. She and the Road Dog also announced that Braun Strowman and Ricochet are going to Raw, whereas Shotzi is going to SmackDown. Bronson Reed will also be staying on Monday nights, where we got an absolutely fantastic announcement, because going to Fridays, uh, NXT's pretty deadly. Now, these guys absolutely rock and have been smashing it in NXT for so damn long. They also totally get goofy wrestling. And if we treat them right, oh, I tell you, this is going to be an absolute riot. I am giving them an average. brought out the Judgment Day. Yeah, Damien Priest was super happy that they are staying together and reminded us that Rhea Ripley was the number one draft pick when like, Rhea got the microphone and was like yeah that's because mommy is always on top that's that like, that's it i'm not going on the internet today she also told us she's going to turn Zelina Vega into a pretzel of backlash and i was like i'd like to see that because i don't actually know how that would be possible when it comes to a human being when we gave the mic to Finn Balor and I actually think he said this, Zelina Vega is going to get flicked like hot snot. Now, it doesn't sound like that. I don't know what accent that was. But I was like, Zelina Vega is going to get flicked like hot snot. I don't know how we got here. I'm not even sure if I like it. Priest then started talking to Bad Bunny in Spanish. And even though I didn't understand the world of it, I was just like, "That Damien Priest is so damn cool. And when he gave the mic to Dominic Mysterio, who only wanted to go, I support Damien and I support Rhea, he couldn't get one word out of his mouth because everybody booed the shib out of it. So massive round of applause for the condom. He is one of the most overheels in all of professional wrestling, and he totally earned it. I mean he got so out of control, Dominic had to shout over everyone, when of course out came SmackDown's LWO. Sorry, I can't help myself. They are obviously led by Daddy Ray, who made it very clear that him and Dom are now on different brands. And given how we played this, at least for a little while, it sounds like we are going to draw a line in the sand. And of course, we'll get to June, and WWE will forget about the whole thing. He also said this was a good thing, because otherwise he would beat his son so bad, WrestleMania would look like nothing. I was like, huh, Rey Mysterio, father of the year. This was mostly so Ray could balance the books as well, and say, actually, I think Zelina Vega and Bad Bunny are going to win. And both teams are white because vega is not going to be victorious but when it comes to mr bunny i actually think he may do it given they're all out here as well we did do the judgment day versus lwo one last round and all of this was just such good professional wrestling one of the first things we saw was Rey mysterio doing a dive he gets 2023 wrestling. We also kept the Mysterios apart for a while here until they did get into it. So once again, it was like, bye-bye, we'll see you soon. The best part is Damien Priest got tagged in at one point and he ran at Ray who got out of the way, so he ran straight into the ring post. Honestly, it made me laugh. Papa Ray also had it won at one point, but of course, that's when Rhea Ripley broke it up. So Zelina Vega got involved in here, and these two had a tete to tete And just when Mysterio was going to hit the 619, Finn Balor was like, nah, brah. He took it for Damien Priest, because he is a damn soldier, which is when Damo grabbed Rey Mysterio, gave him the big choke slam over the ropes, one, two, three. Now, again, I think there's a chance he does lose at this weekend, Damien Priest has been on a tear recently. I think he rocks. I think he's great. I think 2023 should be the year of Damien Priest and other superstars. Give it an up. Gavi Kelly was then interviewing Cody Rhodes and said to him, do you think Brock Lesnar is in your head? And I'm so tired. I was like, wait a minute. What, like literally? Did Brock shrink himself down and is now living in Cody's skull? Actually, that's a really good idea for a movie. Even though it's kind of already happened. Rhodes says that it is true, figuratively, and he's been there since Wrestlemania. But this is why when we get to Bacalash, he has to beat Bob Resner. He can't go to the back of the line. And of course, he has to finish his story. So Rhodes was great here as always. It's so obvious now that he's made it. He's the man. He is one of the tippity-top guys. And if he does speak, I am going to listen. Oh, Bianca Belair was then on Raw 2. I guess this was her saying goodbye. As she actually went on to say she doesn't care which brand she's on. So I was like, well, if you don't care, why do I care? And just when she was about to address EO Sky in Walk Damage Control. Now, Bailey bigged up her friend as Bianca was like, look, don't worry about that. I've been watching you, EO. And ever since you have debuted, you've been really good and you'll be even better. But you are going to lose to me first. I was like, <laughs> What a dick thing to say. Go ahead and say some stuff in Japanese and much like the Spanish earlier. We have to do more of this because they just come across like they're super badass. And when Dakota Kai was going to translate, Bianca was all like, oh no, no, I already understand. And I was like, do you? Or are you just trying to seem smart? This was okay though, and you already know the deal when it comes to Bianca Ballet. She's so obviously a megastar. When it comes to her feuds, we just need to be more focused with them. Hopefully we do get past this premium live event and we actually put her in one. We wait and see. It was the final round of the draft. Next. Last pick rocked. Because Alpha Academy are going to be on Raw. Rick Boogs are going to be on SmackDown. Katana Chance and Caden Carter are going to be on Raw. And heading to SmackDown is (laughs) Cameron Grimes. Now he has been missing in action for ages. So I can't wait for this. And we saw Chance and Carter get into it with Isla Dawn and Alba Fire down in the NXT Performance Center. So of course we're going to do something with that. But moving it all to one side. If we treat Grimes right and we give him a proper push. He will absolutely fly all the way to the moon. I am giving it an up. When we got some nonsense in our main event, of course we did. It did rock though, because it was Seth Rollins versus Sola Sokoa, which is actually a feud I could take any day of the week. (laughs) Leon Solo was just kicking his ass. Even gave him a Samoa drop which is a drop from a Samoan. Rollins is so ridiculous, though, he came back with this crazy combo, which ended with three dives, when from nowhere, Sokoa hit the spinning solo. Now, he kind of over-rotated on the pin, so Seth Rollins was able to kick out, and the commentators made that very clear, which is Seth just went, he slapped solo right around the face, laughed at him, Sokoa lost his mind, and he hit him with another spinning solo. In fact, he got so mad, he was then on the floor, just punching Seth Rollins, to the point the referee tried to stop him. Now, look, I hate it when officials try to do that. It's wrestling. If you're just using your fist, you should be allowed to do whatever you want. But it did make Soto Sokoa come across like a badass. And that's one of my own goals in life. Anything we can do to make him feel like a threat, that's what we should do. Eventually, Rollins did balance the books by using Rita the Ring post. And after he had hit a super kick, you already know what happened. Out came the Usos and they caused the DQ. Oh, and Zayn and Riddle then ran out so they could have a big old brawl. as Raw went off air really quickly. As it turns out, this is because the Judgment Day segment went long, because Dominic Mysterio was getting booed so much, he kind of just had to stand there. And if that is true, you're damn right, whatever we have to do for the condom. So the disqualification is a little bit lame, but I did enjoy this match, so I am giving it an up. But I do have to give it down to the ending. Now, I actually think when we get out the other side of Backlash, everything is going to change. But the fact that every single show recently has ended with Bloodlight Interferes DQ. Jimmy and Jay interfere. DQ. Solace Coast does something. DQ. It's just the law of diminishing returns. And even though we're so close to the end point, it was this one when I was like, oh, ugh. I have to be honest to my feelings. Like a Jedi, let's get on it down. However, another good show, another good draft. I don't like the brand split, but it does create interest. So overall, up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Raw, that's the most important thing you can do, and look, there's videos on the screen, give one a click, probably an ups and downs video, you'll see my bald head again. Also like the video, share the video and subscribe, head over to whatculture.com where you can read the ups and downs article, I do not write it so you get different opinions, come say hey on social media, WhatCulture WWE, Simon Miller 316, don't thrust. My name is Simon Miller from WhatCulture, thank you very much for joining me, take care of yourself, give you a double salute, goodbye.